Tired of winning the tailgate, but losing the games? We can't help that. But we can tell you what the hell is up with each team and what's going on across sunny San Marcos. Texas State fans, get on your feet. You're listening to Squaring Around with Jacob Rodriguez and Andrew Zimmel. Zimmel, we cover a lot of things. And unfortunately, until yesterday, I, I don't think we had done a good job of covering the men's team. And what do you mean? We talked about them every single week. Well, we talked about them every single week, but it was kind of like a road to nowhere. It felt like it was like, where's the interviews? Y'all have done so much for football. You just kind of, you know, Jacob went to that one game and that was kind of it, you know? Okay. But also, it has been a road to nowhere. And interview wise, we started the podcast in December. And since then, it's kind of been a free fall. Like, so it's not, you know, there's not a lot going on. I, I regret saying this too, because I said two weeks ago on the pod that the the team wasn't going to be a 500 team. And then I looked at the math and they still had like five or six games at that point. And I was like, Ooh, I could eat my words pretty easily. And I checked yesterday. They will not be a 500 team, regardless <laughs> if they went out uh, against Southern Miss and uh, uh, South Alabama, which they played at night. Um, but yeah, so one of the things I was talking to the coach about, because uh, Zimmel wasn't able to join me this time, he was calling a game and then got stuck in a blizzard calling a game, being a company man. Shout out to Zimmel. Uh, because when this podcast blows up, I expect that same level of dedication, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll uh, tell you what, I don't think I'm going to be stuck in a, uh, a tornado or a blizzard or a tsunami covering Texas State athletics. Uh, but I will 100%. I'm kind of like the Postal Service. Rain, snow, or shine, I, I'm there. I just hope remember, more shine than snow. Do you remember when the, the SWAT boats had to come into San Marcos and rescue people with that big flood? <laughs> they flooded the Meadow Center with that. that that's why the golf team has to go practice in Kyle now. I can't believe that they just didn't fix the golf course. That's a, you know, I understand why money-wise, but like that, that's a whole different topic. I listened to the interview. The interview is coming up with Terrence Johnson, the head coach of uh, Bobcat men's basketball. And Jacob, you did a great job. Thank you for that. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, I, I have some regrets, but I'll, I'll talk about that later. Right now, we're here to talk about or talk with Coach Johnson about Sunbelt expectations for the tournament next week. Welcome, everybody, to Squaring Around. Uh, my name is Jacob Rodriguez. This week on Square Talks, we're joined by head coach of the basketball team, Terrence Johnson. Coach, uh, next week, Obviously, huge week for you. This week, huge week for you, too. You're playing, uh, you know, team in South Alabama that's the middle of the pack in the league. And then Southern Miss, you know, at the top of the heap for everybody right before the the dance. Um, so I just wanted to kind of start just previewing, um, you know, kind of or, you know, recapping the year so far and then kind of looking ahead towards next week. Uh, you know, what are you seeing out there? Yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, obviously it's it's, um, it's been a, a long year. Uh, for us, a long season, uh, but it seems like it's went by really, really fast. So it's the it's the ultimate oxymoron, you know. So, um, you know, I, I think that this team has grown. Um, it took us a while to kind of get our feet under us, but uh, the, the team has grown. Um, every year that I've been a part of the Sun Belt, you know, there are meaningful games down the stretch. This isn't uh, usually a top-heavy league. It's not one of those leagues where – you know, you know the bottom four or you know the top four. You you figure it out as you go. And this year is all the same, you know. So 
Um, obviously, the top four done everything that they needed to do, you know, protect home court and do those things, and uh, and then still the appropriate amount of games on the road, you know. But that middle of the pack, you know, we we feel like that that's that's a tough group of coaches and and, and players alike, in that um, anybody can beat anybody on any given night. Um, we've been in both of those spaces before, and this is um, not as familiar territory for us. But if you look at our games, you know, we feel like we've had a chance and an opportunity to be in all of those games down the last down the last stretch of um, of the game. So uh, I think we're playing some of our better ball right now. Obviously, you know, we, we want want the results that everybody desires. But at the same time, we uh, we're, we're improving. So we'll see how this weekend goes. But I, I, I you know, I, I like our chances. Yeah, some of that adversity. I mean, just a bunch of injuries across the board. I've had to play without some key guys. Um, for yourself, too, after two explosive seasons, uh, I mean, everybody has Texas State's number, right? They all want a piece of the Bobcats now. Um, so they smell blood in the water, and then it makes it, you know, these physical games in the conference. So you hear it every week at, at Chelsea press conferences with the teams like, yeah, these guys, you know, these guys are coming after us. So yeah. that's, that's tough to manage, too, I assume. Yeah, you know, we expect it. You know, we we we've we've been pretty good even before before the two championships. We were pretty good before that. You know, um this is some uh, probably one of our uh, most inexperienced teams that we've had either with the with the amount of time that the freshmen have to play, but also combined with the newcomers and then some of the returners are playing new roles um as as well. So uh, every team has to go through this. You know, this is just something that we have to go through. You know, last year we lost three players that that bought 11 years worth of experience. So the key is to get old and stay old, not just in the league, but uh, across the country. And young guys are growing up really, really fast. So we're excited about the future of the program. But yeah, those look, those young guys look good. Jordan Mason's had a, a bunch of really cool games to see, like flashes of greatness, uh, real quick, just out of the box, basically. Too, you know, uh, having to play in those situations. The beautiful part of the tournament is is getting that clean slate. Um, you know, um, yeah, obviously seeding plays an important part in all of this too. But just kind of getting to be at that level that like everybody else has to win the same as y'all have to win. Um, that nice going into the tournament, just knowing that, you know, y'all got a chance to prove, you know, regardless of the record, regardless of whatever, you know, you got it. Yeah. You know, we've been a part of the tournament uh, since I've been here for two years and, um, you know, the pressure is, is seemingly everybody feels like the pressure has been on us. So, you know, uh, if, if we go in the bottom four, we can't have the same pressure that we had coming in at the top four. So, you know, I'm curious to see how our guys are going to respond you know, um, you know, you're giving lemon, you know, make lemonade. So, you know, take take full advantage of this opportunity to uh to play free, to play confident and um and and to live in the moment. I agree with you. It's a one game season for us all, you know, and um and I'm excited to see kind of like how we respond. Fortunately, unfortunately, this is like kind of been like the team's like answering point all year is like oh you, you know like what are you guys doing on the court stuff like that um but i think uh the thing that sticks out to me in in all of y'all's answers is like never giving any excuse it doesn't matter who's out it doesn't matter you know kind of what's going on in the background but not apologizing really for any shortcoming really you talk about yeah, that I mean, it's kind of like you know not no excuses basically yeah jacob i mean injuries are part of the game mm. 
you know, so, I mean, we take it all in stride. You know, we don't, we don't wish that on anybody, um, you know, either on our team or opposing teams, but we understand that it's a part of the game. Um, and, but it, we have to have a next man up kind of mentality. You know, um, we have to have guys that are super diligent and, and, and eager to get back, you know, through their rehab and, and, and professional about, about what it is that they need to do showing up on time, you know, um, for their rehab and things of that nature. Um, uh, but at the end of the day, we, we won't make any excuses. Like I said, we've been in every game, regardless of who we have on the court that night, we've been in every game and that's all you can ask. You know, a few, few things go our way here and there, you know, you know, we might be talking about something different right now, but I don't, I don't know if, um, you know, if we can ask for anything other than these guys just staying the course, believing in each other, giving it their all, and staying locked in. Yeah, uh, and Jordan Mason, some of the young guys, put pressure on you know top teams in the league at home. You know, in Hattiesburg, in a great environment like that. See, I was really excited to see that, uh, regardless of the outcome. Like as you were saying, so you get a crack at the the number one team in your last outing, um, and you you get a crack at you know the kind of the middle of the pack team in South Alabama uh, tomorrow for. You know, reference we're recording this on uh tuesday right today tuesday tuesday and uh so so just what do you want to see from these games and you know just obviously staying healthy number one but you know what do you want to see on the court yeah first is staying healthy you know it's, it's we we've had an injury in almost every game you know one way or another so if we can just stay healthy you know then that gives us an opportunity to finish games out um second of all um Man, I want to see us guarding a little bit better, being a little bit stingy. I think over the last few games, shooting percentages have been higher than which which we we would like them to be. Uh, it's just been one of those years where we where we haven't guarded as well as we have in the past. Maybe that's inconsistency in the lineup. Maybe that's maybe that's me. Maybe I'm not getting my point across. But I, I like to see us guarding a little bit better. I thought we started out guarding a little bit better early on in the year, and then we kind of spiraled off. Um, once we started playing a little bit better on the offensive end. So looking for some balance and consistency with the defense and the offense. And then after that, I'm just looking for great enthusiasm and effort, you know, on the um on on both sides of the ball, you know. So I want guys out there flying around and having fun. You know, could, you, could you talk about kind of what this year means uh, for yourself? Obviously, you had two crazy years, you know, back-to-back uh, champions and then, uh, you know, back-to-back coaches of the year for yourself. Um, what is this year just presented adversity for yourself? You know, like it's tough for the guys on the court for you and your staff as well, you know, just trying to make those changes to, to, you know, to get the team in a, in a winnable situation. Yeah. Usually your third year and everything's going to present certain level of challenges. So either you start out really, really hot and you're, and you're, and you're dealt with some challenges in your third year, or you start out really, really slow and you have some success in your third year. So, um, you know, so I think I think, you know, your third year is going to set up, bring about some challenges. I think for me, um, one of the things that I had to get over was the fact that, um, you know, just because we lose a couple of games, that don't, that don't mean you don't know what you're doing. You know, a lot of times or, or something that you're doing isn't working, you know. Um, so it's just a it's just a process that we have to accept and uh, and then find out how we're going to get one day better. So just getting back to the things that 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 made us who we were. Um, keeping that level of confidence, not allowing injuries and the inconsistency in the lineups to frustrate us or anything like that. Keeping these guys optimistic about, uh, you know, about the future uh, and about the rest of the season, just holding these guys accountable 
um, through it all and not allowing them to make any excuses. So it, it, it's been a challenge. I'm, you know, I wouldn't lie to you, but, you know, these guys have done a really, really good job of staying the course and giving themselves a chance to win these games. So um, winning is hard to do, and it's learned behavior. So we're working at it. Yeah. And, and your players, I'll be honest, they sound exactly like you, you know, the, giving the reporters the answers uh, during the press conferences, not making any excuses for any shortcoming, not making excuses for who is playing, who isn't playing, uh, and just kind of taking it week to week and being able to flush, you know, some of those those uh, losses out and, you know, try and get out and get after it again. So that messaging is clear. You know, it's coming across the team. is great. Uh, I really appreciate it. He talked about, uh, you know, Mason, senior class, too, as a whole, just, you know, what these guys mean and, um, you know, how how cool it's going to be to to see them, you know, do whatever else that it is that they're going to do, you know, the next chapter. Yeah, I mean, if, if ever you get a chance to coach, coach a Mason Harrell, you've been blessed. You know, God is smiling down on you. You know, he's an amazing guy, uh, great player, and, he's, and an even better person. You know, uh, he's made my job a whole lot easier, whether or not he's um, – you know, corralling those guys and loving on those guys off the floor, uh, elite and those guys on the floor. You know, um, he's a worker. You know, he's a guy that's an everyday guy, you know, and he, he he's a heck of a player. You know, he, he's had an unbelievable career here one day. I hope that he's in the Hall of Fame, you know, and I truly believe that he should be. You know, so, um, you know, saying goodbye to a guy like that that's meant so much to me is going to be tough. But, uh, you know, all great things and good things have to come to an end. So, and I think that um, in order for something um, to begin, something has the end. So uh, he's given this university every single thing that he has every night. Uh, he's a graduate. He did the things that he came here to do. So he deserves the, uh, he deserves the opportunity to go ahead on and live out a dream of playing professional basketball. So we're going to help him and support him any kind of way we can. And um, and I think the sky's the limit for him. I think he's a phenomenal player, and the best of basketball is ahead of him. For sure, yeah. No, he's he's amazing. I've gotten to see so much of his career. Uh, is his sixth year right in the program? Is fifth year? Fifth year. So it's, that's kind of unheard of too. It's just guys staying. You know, obviously the kind of landscape, not only of college basketball, but just college athletics have changed too. So having a fifth year senior, uh, that's meant so much to the program. Has been uh, doing all the things he's done off the court and on the court. It's tremendous for a program. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I got to say, Coach, I think you have the best Zoom setup, too, of all the coaches. We've done two other coaches oh. so far, Coach Woodard and Coach Trout. So that's oh, sick. Zooms. What do you mean? Uh, what's the Zoom? Like background? Like the background and everything, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, all right. Cool. <laughs> yeah. No, I appreciate it. Uh, it's, a, it's a messy office right now, but, you know, I, it, it, we've uh, – Miss Shelley, our administrative assistant, she's done a really good job of – kind of decorating this place and getting it looking halfway decent. Well, this is like the busiest time for anything in the athletics department. I mean, uh, track's dominating right now in the Sun Belt, indoor, you know, track and field stuff. Uh, baseball's taking off, softball's taking off. Y'all got your tournament next week. So does the women's team. Uh, so it's kind of like everything's popping off at the same time. So I don't blame anybody. Best time, best time of year. Best yeah, time of year. Yeah. For sure. You, my last question is kind of uh, a lot different than the other ones I was asking you. Do you have any advice for people trying to hit that half-court shot? Yeah. Tuition, yeah, I was asked about that um a while back, and, and I would say this um, don't come up short, it you'll never you won't have a chance if you're short. I think your line is, I think you use the backboard to your favor, I think you find a, find a way how to get square up on the goal, 
and um and, and, and you shoot for the backboard. And if you, you think you can give yourself a chance there, if you come up a little bit short of the backboard, maybe it goes in all net, but just don't come up short. So you got to give yourself. So I'm head up on the goal right there. I'm, I'm lining, I'm trying to line it up and I am trying to at least hit the backboard, you know, and give it and, and, and give it a chance. So trying to hit that box and give it a chance. I think it's easier to try to do that. Or if you're trying to go all net, that's fine. Just get some arch under it and give and, and give it a chance. You, you Better think, to come up long than short. If you're long, maybe it hits the backboard and goes in. You think this is like a run up, you know, or you're just trying to launch it? Uh, it's probably going to be a run up. That's a long launch. So it's at least a, you know, one dribble, two dribbles, three steps type of thing, mm. you know, and, and follow through with it. Awesome. Cool coach. Those somebody's are- gonna make it though. I I did I do believe somebody's gonna make it. That, I think some people have gotten close. Uh, but yeah, like you're saying, I think um, I don't know how many they've done, but probably half of them come up short just in itself. You don't have a chance. You only have a chance if if, if you're right on target or if you're long. So you you got to go with two out of the three. So you're right on target or you're long. But if you're short, you don't have a chance. <laughs> Cool. Well, thank you, Coach. I appreciate you uh, setting some time away. Uh, I'm sure, this is a super busy week again uh, to talk to us about all this. So, appreciate you joining me. Uh, thank you again. Indeed, pleasure, man. Love what you're doing. So it was an interesting conversation because basically, immediately, Coach was like, "Listen, I know the kind of season we've had. We've been kind of going through everything, and uh, I guess like the main sticking point for him is like." regardless of the outcome of these two games, like he just wants to play consistent and everybody stay healthy to hopefully have a chance next week. Yeah. I think consistency has been a real problem. The health of the team is kind of up and down, but that's like, I think every team has to deal with this at some point. It's a shame that the Bobcats have to deal with it to this level this season. I would have preferred, you know, if you're going to have injured guys, you know, I, I'd like them not all to get injured at the same time. And that's kind of what I felt like the timing kind of happened for some of these guys. It's if this is the worst season Terrence Johnson has at Texas State, then that's fine. You know what I mean? But we just can't string the, the two or three of these seasons together. And that's what I was telling him, too, is like, you know, his first season he comes off, he gets Sunbelt Coach of the Year, they win the regular season title. Um, they get bounced in the tourney, but you know, it was just kind of crazy for a first year head coach to do that, especially considering what he was taking over and not necessarily the cleanest handoff, I would say for lack no. of a better word. Um, but in the second year, he does the same thing, you know, once his luck, twice his skill, you know, um, so great coach, obviously. And then, you know, we, we lose a couple of seniors. He was telling me he lost 11 years of experience off the court. And so that you, you'd literally seen the ramifications of that. You can tell during the season. You can you can pick up on that. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, it, it doesn't matter how much talent you have. It's like how many games have you played? You know. It, mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, I really wanted to. I, I was talking about. I had some regrets. I really wanted to talk to Alonzo or talk about Alonzo Sule. Just like being able to see kind of that growth too, even though he's not on your team anymore. But you know, he's a guy you had, guy you recruited, and uh, you know, a guy that meant a lot to the team. It must be kind of cool seeing that stuff. And, and I think I really, that is cool. I think you're right. Like to look across a conference and see a former Bobcat, like doing what he's been doing this year for JMU. Like, I mean, that's really cool. Um, especially if it does wish, no damage to Texas state, you know, if, 
if as long as JMU doesn't bounce out Texas State next week, uh, as as far as seeding goes, and you know, however the tournament falls, it would be one thing. Um, but Texas State gets bounced out by South Al next week or another middle of the road team. It's like, and then Sule goes does amazing. He gets the MVP of the league, and they go off and do something in the tournament. That would be really cool. If Sule is the MVP of the tournament, you got really good odds for that because that's probably not going to happen. But shout out to him. He's had a really good year, and it is cool to see former Bobcats kind of doing their thing, flourishing, even if it is in conference. And another thing I wanted to talk to him about was uh, he had said something in a press conference that I was at uh, at the Lafayette game for the Jeff Foster court dedication, and he had, had said that the team had trouble um, believing in themselves. And uh, I was kind of like, hmm, I wonder if that has changed. So that was kind of the question I wanted to ask. But we were on kind of a time crunch because the coach had to get somewhere. And obviously, they have two games this week, so he was kind of busy. Yeah, speaking of time crunches, Jacob, it is uh, these podcasts, man. This has been a busy week. I'm glad that we were able to get together. We'll get together again for a normal uh, squaring around this week but uh square talks dude it's all you this week so shout out to you man you did a great job square talks featuring the mustache thanks zim yep thanks jacob thanks for listening new episodes out every thursday follow the boys on twitter eat them up eat them up